The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And they sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of the Lord. For those of you who were around here a year ago, I wonder if you recall what was happening at St. Philip the Deacon last summer. Do you remember? We were under construction in fact, although the scope of the project focused on just certain parts of the building, at times, it seemed as though the entire church was one big, giant construction zone. Rooms and offices had to be emptied and then moved to other rooms and offices, which had to be emptied or reorganized in order to make room for the stuff of the first rooms and offices, and so on and so on. In other words, it was sort of an if you give a mouse a cookie exercise where one thing led to another and another until it seemed as though nothing, nothing at all was left untouched. And as with most construction projects, this one took longer than expected, going beyond its original target date for completion, not by days or weeks, but by more than a month. Needless to say, it felt so good when at last the project was finished, the workers moved out and onto their next job, the dust settled, and we moved into our new spaces. Now, I don't know how you feel about living in a construction zone, so I am really not sure how you will receive the news of the gospel for today. But here goes. When Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church, he effectively initiated what amounts to the biggest and most expansive and longest ongoing construction project in the history of the world. As you will see, Though it has been over 2,000 years since this work of Jesus originated, the church is still under construction, even today, and there is no end in sight. As I said, I'm not sure exactly how you will receive this news, given how construction projects tend to go on and on and on. That is all messy and disruptive, and also given the current state of affairs. Here we are in the midst of a global pandemic, 
and economic crisis, widespread civil unrest spurred by centuries of racial injustice with threats of massive wildfires and destructive tropical storms all around. I know, a construction project doesn't exactly sound like a good or welcome piece of news at this exact moment. Except, that is, when talking about the church. Because according to our gospel reading for today, as long as the church is under construction, we know that our good God is still at work. And right now, perhaps more than ever, we need to be assured and reminded of that truth. We are not alone. We have not been abandoned. God is with us. When Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church, obviously, he was not speaking about building a structure on a literal rock somewhere in the region of Caesarea Philippi, nor was he speaking of bricks and mortar, a building, to be erected on earth in some specific place during a particular time. Rather, the church Jesus speaks of is the body of believers, the people of faith who confess their faith with Peter, a belief in Messiah, in Jesus, the Son of the living God. It's the witnesses who claim the truth of these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Do you see? Precisely because the church is not grounded in a specific place or time, but rather exists in all time and all places, and precisely because the church is not made up of bricks, but rather of people, we know that the work of building it is ongoing from generation to generation. Every single baptism is witness to the truth that Jesus continues to build his church on earth. Every new believer who comes to faith is evidence of the ongoing work of our Lord. Every new member is proof of Jesus' commitment to grow the body of believers. Some want to say the church is dying, but no, it is busy being built. Jesus said on this rock, I will build my church. And so he does every single day. So here we are, members of the body of believers living in a construction zone. Please know this, just as surely as Jesus is building the church, so will he enlist your help. In the reading from Paul's letter to the Romans for today, the apostle wrote, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. 
even as Jesus builds the church by granting the gift of faith, he also builds the church by calling out of us the gifts he has given us that they may be used for his purposes. This is what it means to be the church under construction. It means that the living God never rests from building and shaping his church on earth. It means that God is at work in our communities, in our lives, and in the body of believers, forming and shaping, stretching and transforming, making us new every day. It means that God is moving in and through you to make a difference in the world. And it means that God is with us, sustaining us in our faith, creating in us resilience and courage and patience and hope, stirring in us acts of generosity toward others, drawing out of us the gifts he endowed us with for the good of the church. For it will be, as Paul said, the same God who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Friends, it's true. The days are long. The threat is real. The loneliness and isolation and fear and discouragement are mounting. And our struggle continues. But this is also true. The God who brought creation out of nothing, the God who hung the stars and the sun and the moon in the heavens above, the God who knit you together in your mother's womb, this God never rests from building and shaping the church, from attending to the body of believers, and from stirring up in you the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Amen.